Okay, we are now joined by Kevin Brown, one of the tournament directors for the CIF Girls Playoffs. Thank you very much for joining us. Happy playoff. Do you say happy playoff? I suppose you say happy playoffs for all the sports, but thank you very much, Mr. Brown, for joining us. Happy tennis playoffs. I'm sure that you, uh, while being a little bit busy right now, are very excited. Very excited. This is going to be, oh, and by the way, thank you for having me. Uh, it's the first time I've ever done anything like this, so hope I don't mess it up too bad. Um, it's it's a pleasure to do this tournament. It really is every year because um, from the open division all the way down to D3, um, the competition level is really, really high no matter what the actual skill level is, and it's absolutely you know, wonderful for me to be able to do this. Um, the divisions, uh, we have an open division, which are the top eight teams in our Division One, um, and they're going to be led by the top seed, Canning Coast Academy, who are the defending champions. Well, and let's and talk about that. Lost a match. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about that Canning Crest team because they last year become a historic team, if you will, being the first champion that wasn't Tory Pines in, it was what, 23 years, something something like that? 28, actually. 20, 28, yeah, 28 years. So then yeah, Canyon Crest and, comes back and wins this champion. They come back this year as the number one seed. Is this more or less the same team? Are we looking at the beginning of a new run for Canyon Crest? What do you see as a challenger, maybe? That's really two questions. The first one is it's not the same team as last year. Um, their top three players, uh, Katie Codd and um, uh, Irene Wong, and... Uh, Julia Heyer didn't play this year. So their top three players don't play. You've got to reload in singles at the very least. And Katie and uh, and Irene played in the singles final last year. So you, we have the top two players in the county. Um, you know, you lose those and you have to pretty much rebuild. Um, what they look like this year is very young, but very, very talented and really, really deep. Um, I'm not so sure that Christopher couldn't put two, two teams out, you know, any given day and pretty much beat anybody. They're, they are that good. Um, as far as the dynasty thing goes, um, yeah, it seems to be shifting um, to the east on Delmar Heights Road. Uh, Canyon Crest has been on an upward trajectory for quite a long time and really just, you know, finally got to the top of the mountain last year and, and really did dominate. They played really well all the way through and then very well in the, in the, uh, in the regionals. So this year, you know, it's, I won't say it's a, it's a match for second place, but they're definitely the favorites going in. They will take on Rancho Bernardo in the first round. The other six teams rounding out the open division are Coronado, Bishops, Del Norte, San Diego Academy, La Jolla Country Day, and Westview. If we just had to play devil's advocate and say which one of those six teams might potentially pose the best battle, the best threat to Canyon Crest in this playoff bracket, who would it be? I think it's got to be Westview on the bottom of the draw. Um, they're number two for a reason. They're... Uh... Their singles, their singles lineup is extraordinary, uh, led by Kayla Barksdale, who um, at this point, you know, if we were to seed the individual tournament today, she'd be the number one seed. Um, hasn't lost to anybody in San Diego County that I know of for, I don't know, a couple of years, and she's only a freshman. So um, they're, they're as deep in singles, certainly, as, uh, as Canyon Crest is going to be. It just comes down to, you know, kind of who wins the doubles. And... Now, I'm looking forward to if the seeds work out and they end up playing in the finals. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, San Diego Academy also has had a really, really good year. Um, they played uh, their only loss this year is to Tory, um, or sorry, to the Canyon Crest, and that was an 11-7. So 
you know, it, it's not like it's not like there's not competition here. There's some really, really good teams in here. Everybody in Open this year is really good. Um, probably a little deeper team by team than they have been in the past. You know, um, so this should be really, really whopping good first round, and then we'll see what happens after that. The first round will be happening this coming Tuesday, the 29th. Tuesday. At yeah. uh, all of the higher-seeded home teams. And for all these brackets, oof, that wound up being way harder to say than I thought it would be. For all of these brackets, you can go to CIFSDS.org, and they will have links to the different divisions. Moving down to Division One, it's a 16-team field, so I'm not going to ask you to come anywhere close to listing off all of the teams or players but for the uninitiated tennis fan out there, if you could give us one or two teams of interest to look for in this Division One bracket, it seems like there's a lot of big-name schools going at it. Yeah, there and, and the top two seeds, uh, Torrey Pines is number one, and La Jolla is number two, and very close to being in the open division. All right, um, they're... they're um, I'm guessing they're, you know, just on paper the best in the, in the division. I've seen a couple of the other teams play. Um, again, it, it really does kind of level off. But in this division, um, pretty much by the time we get to the semis, anybody can beat anybody else. You know, and I, I really think that there'll be two or three quarterfinals that may come down to games. Um, we may have to count games. You know, it would be a tie. Uh, and then it wouldn't surprise me that the finals also a tie and we end up counting games or going to double sets, which is our second tie break. So those two teams are are uh, are the favorites in D1. And then kind of sleepers, um, I don't know, I was looking at it. Uh, Henry's had a good season. Patrick Henry's had a good season. Mount Carmel plays in the Palomar League. So they've, you know, they've played, um, you know, some of the top teams in the county. Um, uh, OLP, Our Lady of Peace Academy, has, has played very well in the Western League this year. And Scripps Ranch is always good. So, I mean, it's, it's really a deep field. And um, after that first round gets over and everybody gets over being nervous, I think it's really going to be fun to watch. For the uninitiated tennis fan, and I, I, I apologize to come, for coming to you as one of them. I think a lot of our fans are very interested in it, <laughs> want to know more. But what is the, what is the historical numbers of, of any sort of a team that is an upset? Do you have a lot of 12 seeds making it to the finals in this kind of a sport, or is this more or less a bracket plays out down to the final top four every every time, more or less? Well, we've that's got a couple of answers to it. Um, we've gone to a computer system this year, which is being used by the NC2A, uh, called Universal Tennis Rating, and each team at the end of the year has a number attached to it, and it's based on um, on the ratings of their top nine players. Um, that has been pretty accurate all the way through when we did the seedings. But this year we had a couple of, of questions about the program itself, and we actually kind of went back uh, a little bit to the old school way that we used to do it, where, you know, all of a sudden something about every team in the county uh, uh, open all the way down to, third, to Division three. So there was a lot more discussion this year um, about it than we had originally anticipated. But there are a couple of matches in here that were – uh, over seed could be the higher seed, and yes, we've had a 13 seed win uh, Division Three. I think it was two years ago. Rancho Bernardo did, or uh, sorry, RVV. Um, so yeah, we've had some of the lower seeds come through, and you know, just it's a testament to you know the quality of the tennis that we have here in San Diego County. I really think that this area um, of the United States is either the best or certainly one of the top three uh, areas for for. Uh, uh, for junior tennis in the entire country. So 
you know, just because you're the only great player on one team doesn't really mean too much. You know, everybody's got good players. So, you know, there are a couple of matches that are going to be really good in D1. Cathedral Catholics playing Steel Canyon at Steel Canyon. Um, that one's going to be tough. Sage Creek is going to be playing at Mount Carmel. Um, La Costa Canyon is going to be playing at Scripps. Um, this is going to be a really, really good deep draw in D1. So you wouldn't be surprised, perhaps, if we had a couple of lower-seeded teams making it through to the next round, it sounds like, in Division One. No, uh, not at all. Moving down, uh, moving along to Division Two, and stop me if I'm going too fast. I just, uh, I, I don't want to take up all of your day going through all of these matchups when we, when we can maybe get into a little yeah. bit deeper analysis on the quarters and semis. Division Two, I'm looking yeah. over the brackets right now. We do have a play-in game that will be going on Monday between San Diego Jewish uh-huh. Academy and San Diego. So technically, it's not a set bracket, but more or less, it, it it's set. It looks like to, to me, this is where you start to see the county more widely represented. You see teams all the way up north with Carlsbad, Mission Hills. You see the East County getting involved with Santana, South Bay with Benita Vista, Grossmont, Pacific Ridge, Miramar. It kind of bounces all over, so it seems like this is the the real, the eclectic battleground, like countywide, Division Two. Everybody has a dog in this race. Yeah, I agree, and, and D3 is the same way. That um, Division Two and Division Three have traditionally been, since we've gone to this format, have traditionally been um, a lot more representative and a lot more sort of inclusive of the entire county. Uh, when CIF made the decision to go to divisional play um, in this particular format four or five years ago, that was kind of the point, you know, to get more teams into the playoffs so that they could have that experience. Um, so, yeah, in this, you know, in the open division, those are the usual suspects that we see every year. D1, to a certain extent, is, is more or less the same thing. D2 and D3 are, are just wonderful. These are a lot of kids were beginners at the beginning of the year and they've learned a whole lot, you know, uh, playing every day. And, and uh, you know, we a lot of these coaches have developed really good programs over the years um, working with basically beginner and intermediate kids. So, yeah, it is more representative and, and just as competitive. Every bit is competitive. So give us maybe a team or two to introduce us to in just let's start with division two, just keep it chronological so everyone can kind of follow along in division two right now. The number one seed, like I had mentioned is Carlsbad two is Francis Parker. Is there anybody else that we maybe need to look for? That's kind of a fun story. Yeah. Uh, fun story. Let's see. Uh, well, Pacific Ridge at, at the three seed, um, a private school from Carlsbad and they've got a brand new coach this year. I uh, had to change their facility. So, you, you know, you change the coach and you have to change the facility and that can sometimes turn out badly. Uh, but, you know, Megan's done a great job up there. The parent parental support has been excellent. You know, so they've, they've had kind of a, a bumpy start, but, but had a really good year. Um, let's see, just in looking at it. Um, While you were searching through that, I'll remind everybody that the games are going to be played Tuesday, this Tuesday, October 29th, 2.30 p.m. at the higher-seeded schools. It certainly seems like uh, you need to just go to CIFSDS.org and check this all out for yourselves. We will also have it on all of our social media. We're talking to Kevin Brown with CIF. He's one of the tournament directors taking charge in all of this amazing stuff, going over all the tennis tournaments down to Division Three. Any one more team on Division Two, or can we move on to Division Three? Um, just one thing, right, just real yeah. quickly, Vincent Memorial, um, Vincent's a private Catholic school out in the, uh, uh, out in the desert, out in El Centro, 
And they've got three single players that could play on pretty much anybody's team. Um, so they're they're going to be one to watch, and they're the 11th seed based on you know numbers and and you know kind of strength of schedule. But they're an awfully good program, you know. And I can see that I could see them maybe rolling into the quarters or semis. There you go. You have an official sleeper pick down in Division Two. In Division Three, we maybe not just looking at this just tennis versus one other sport, or, or but kind of in all the sports lately, CIF in their new division system is really trying to promote you know, find that right level for you to be successful at. And I, across all the different sports, whatever the lowest numerical division is, I end up finding some fun story every year where a school wins their first title in school history in that sport or first title in long enough, you know, several decades type time to call it first in, in, in a while. Is that kind of the case usually every year with Division Three for tennis? Do we find some new team making their mark? You mentioned Rancho Buena Vista last year being kind of an interesting one there. Uh, tell us about Division Three a little. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. You know, our top two seeds are Otay Ranch and Olympian. Um, both of them are from uh, South Bay and Metro, right? They're from Metro Conference. And yes. neither of them has ever won a team championship before. Uh, in fact, Otay's only won one CIF one uh, uh, CIF tennis championship, and that was a doubles team, boys doubles team, doubles two years ago. So literally, practically nobody in this draw outside of RBV um, has won a has won a CIF championship before. So you know this probably will be um, most likely will be a first time winner, and and that's just it's wonderful to give the patches and the you know and the banner out uh, on on that Friday you know after the match is over because. They, you know, a lot of them are kind of deer in the headlights. They've never been in that position before, and they kind of almost don't know what to do, you know. And, and somebody will yell pictures, and everybody figures it out. But there's some really good stories down here. Montgomery, uh, for the first time, uh, makes this tournament, and they're the eighth seed. Um, and they're playing Fallbrook in the first round as the ninth seed, and I, I'm seeing that as the best first round match. Uh, both teams are pretty, they're pretty equal, and you know, and Fallbrook has to travel to Montgomery, so. You know, that should be a really good match. Um, RBV's playing Sweetwater, and Sweetwater's just traditionally deep. they got a lot of good athletes, and, you know, nobody's spectacular at the top, but they're awful deep, and they have good doubles teams. And, you know, I mean, there's just some really good matches in here. Uh, one of the teams from my league, Escondido Charter, uh, is going down to Calexico to play, um, and that's, that should be a really super good match. So these are all going to be really competitive. I don't see any blowouts here at all. Looking through the brackets, there are 16 teams in this one again, so we will not take the time to read them all out, but we'll promote everybody. Go check them out. That is all four of the playoff races that are going on. Just a reminder, they will be getting started uh, this coming Tuesday, unless you're one of the play-in games. That'll be Monday. So you can follow all of this along. The championships, they're going to be at the Balboa Tennis Club this year. Uh, do I have this correct that their uh, open is on Thursday and then the rest are on Friday? Yes. All right, so this coming Thursday, Halloween, if I have that correct, we will be at the Balboa Tennis Club starting at 2 p.m. for the Open Division Championship Friday for the others. Uh, tennis is kind of the gift that keeps on giving in terms of a championship game because you can just wander around and watch games be played all day long. So just come down and check it out. It's a great event, Kevin. Thank you very much for joining us. Any closing uh, notes, information about tennis playoffs in particular any anything that you want to get out uh, for everyone before we start into the playoffs 
Well, just uh, a thank you to the Balboa Tennis Club. Colleen Clary stepped up and uh, really, Clary Farrell stepped up and really did a, a great thing for us a couple of years ago and invited us over to play. And, and it really is a, a, a wonderful experience. You know, the Open Division, there's only two teams playing, so there are only six courts that are, are, are going at any one time. But Friday, we've got 18 teams, or I'm sorry, we've got 18 courts that are going and six teams playing. So it's just literally tennis all over the place. So even if you've not been through anything like this before, it's still a pretty interesting experience. Plus, it's Balboa Park, you know. It's a great setting. So uh, I just want to say good luck to all the all the teams and can't wait to see you guys in the finals. Well, thank you very much for joining us, and we will have all of the results posted online so you guys can follow along, and we hope to see everybody there Thursday and Friday, or one and, one and or the other at least, to come check out the girls' tennis finals.